Welcome to the podcast, Estate Planning with Paul Rabelais, where we'll discuss the latest and simplest legal strategies and tactics available for you to protect your estate for yourself and your family, all in easy to understand terms. It's all about protecting your estate now, so you and your loved ones can reap the benefits later. And now your host, estate planning attorney, Paul Rabelais. Hey everybody, so I'm Paul Rabelais, I'm an estate planning attorney, and in this podcast, we're gonna talk about what questions you should expect your estate planning attorney to ask you. So I've been doing this for 30 years and uh, have actually kind of coached and consulted with a lot of attorneys around the country. Most interviews, uh, attorneys do that kind of initial discussion or interview with their client all wrong. So this, um, this I'm gonna go over what, what you should be asked and if you're not asked these things or the conversation seems to take a totally different direction, then maybe you should you know, second guess whether you're uh, going down the right track. All right, so um, some people do get nervous. You know, they, they tell me after the fact, maybe once their, you know, their documents are all signed, they were like, we were nervous because before we came in because we didn't know what to expect, but you really, you know, made it easy. And that's what the attorney's job is, is to make sure everything is comprehensively taken care of, but it's easy for the client and the client has that peace of mind. All right, some, some ground rules before we start talking about what questions you should expect to be asked. If you sit with an attorney and an attorney talks, you know, 90% or more of the time, heck, if they talk, you know, 50% or more of the time, um, really, you should just get up and leave. Um, you know, these, uh, when you put an estate planning program in place, it's, um, it needs to be customized to your and your family's very particular needs. And if the attorney's talking the whole time, your needs are not going to be um, explored and uh, addressed. So, uh, and I, I say that as one of the ground rules because it seems to be like the lawyer profession, attorneys, they just, they like to hear themselves talk. And so if they're talking the whole time, just get up and leave. Second, if the attorney talks in terms over your head, eh, you need to stand up, walk out, and leave. So a lot of attorneys, uh, you know, as soon as the, the potential client sits down, well, I think you should have a grit, maybe a grat, grut, uh, perhaps a charitable remainder trust, um, um, or I'll see if I'll, you know, put you in a Cupert. Um, you know, qualified personal residence trust might be right. Certainly you should have Q-tip uh, property if, if that's how the conversation goes and you're feeling like, you know, you're being talked to by what reminds me of the old Charlie Brown comics, comics where the, whoever it was, you can put in the comments below, uh, and, you know, you just hear wah, 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 then stand up and leave. And then sadly, and this is for you to determine, but if the attorney doesn't listen to what's important to you, then you need to get up and leave. Um, the m most attorneys, I hate to say it, um, they, um, you know, they, they listen not to understand what you're saying, but they're waiting for you to finish talking so they can start talking again. So um, anyway, real important that you find, you know, um, an attorney who listens. 
Somebody said a long time ago, we got two ears and one mouth. And so, um, you know, people, the attorneys should be listening more than they should be talking. Nonetheless, when they do talk, they need to choose their words carefully and they need to make sure they ask the right questions. Everybody's circumstance is unique. The same questions don't get asked to people every single time. Uh, but just generically, here's some questions that you should expect to be asked in that initial conversation with an attorney as you start putting an estate plan, a state program, a legal program in order to protect what you have for yourself, for your family, make sure things go the right way, the right people are in charge at different times. So the first question that really I think you should expect to be asked, and, and it's a question that I ask every single time right out of the box, is you know what do you, what do you want to make sure we discuss? So you know it could be said another way. Um, you know if uh, since we're sitting down having a conversation about your estate, is there anything in particular you want to make sure that we address or we go over? Are there certain you know questions that you have that you really feel like you need to get answered before you know we finish here today? So what I'm trying to do is I want, I want to find out what's most important to the client so that I can make sure we uh, address that. And some people have specific things that they do want to address. Some people, and I'm just giving you a laundry list of examples, a couple might say, well, um, my husband and I, we each have our own children. And so that's a concern that we want to make sure we address. And that's a very valid concern. Sometimes people say, well, we have a child who is fill in the blanks on drugs, can't handle money, been divorced three times, um, hasn't communicated with us in five years, fill in the blanks. But that was that might have been the issue that was on their mind that would need to be addressed. Some people might say we want to leave our house to our daughter or we want to leave our camp to this or we want to leave this to that person. So. Maybe that's on your mind. Some people say just, we want to make sure our children are treated equally. You know, that's common. Some people say, we want to provide for our grandchildren's education. Maybe they'll go on to say, you know, their, their parents aren't financially responsible. If we don't provide for their education, they won't get a college education. So it, it could be, you know, when, when they ask, you know, what, is, what specific things you want to make sure we addressed, it, it could be something that, you know, ordinarily people would consider minor, but it could be a big deal to you. So uh, I've had many, many a uh, estate planning a discussion where, you know, people had millions of dollars and multiple children and grandchildren. But the one thing that was most important to them was that some personal item be left to some particular person. So um, gotta, if, if you're not invited to share what's most important to you, then you probably need to get up and leave. Okay, some people, though, when asked that question, what do you want to make sure we talk about, um, they don't have an answer. They're, they're like, we don't really know what to ask, and we don't really have anything specific on our mind. We just know we need to get our legal affairs in order because we got nothing in place. So that's okay too. That's an okay um, answer. All right. So if you have some specific things that you wanted to make sure you uh, you address with the estate attorney, then it's the estate attorney's role to to ask more questions about that. 
So for example, if you have a child who can't handle money or if you have a child who's on drugs or if you want to leave your business to one child or you want to leave a certain piece of property to two children or a grandchild, um, you know, uh, certainly some questions like, uh, tell me more about that are in order or why why did you say that was the most important thing that you wanted to address today or why was that one of the important things that you wanted to make sure we talked about because it's not enough just to stay it and then have the attorney you know make a note of it uh, the attorney's job is to really find out the the whys of of what's most important to you because that can affect you know our our legal advice and how certain things get structured to make sure really your uh, objectives are being followed okay so um as we get through that and again i'm i'm uh going generic here but as you might imagine, once there are specific needs, then there's conversations about those specific needs. But at a minimum, you should be asked some of the generic questions. And let's say I'm talking to a married couple, husband and wife. You know, um, sometimes I say, you know, it's really easy to start at the end and work backwards. So let me ask you this question. And so the question often comes out after you both pass away, how do you want what is left to, to be dispersed? Who, you, who do you want it to go to? How, you, how do you want to leave it? And for many, um, you know, they often say, well, we just, we want it to go to our children equally. And that's very, very common. For some, it's different. So since, you know, uh, the to our children equally is so common, I'll sometimes, you know, ask the question, so after you both pass away, do you want that, you know, estate settlement, that distribution to be anything other than to your children equally? Most people say that's what we want. Other people say, no, we've got some things we've been talking about and thinking about. Maybe they say, you know, we gave a bunch of money to one child, so that child's inheritance should be less. Maybe they say we want to make sure we provide for our grandchildren, church, charity, whatever. So um, that that conversation in depth needs to take place. And then after that, it's like, well, if you have to put someone in charge of that distribution after you both pass away, who should that be? And then there's a conversation about should it be one or more of the children? Um, uh, and, or, and, and so that's part of that kind of executor or trustee discussion. More on that in a minute. And then um, the, we typically work backwards from there and start talking about the when the first spouse dies, how will they leave things to their surviving spouse? So typically, you know, I get a lot of feedback from whether they're comfortable just leaving everything outright to the surviving spouse, uh, knowing that the surviving spouse could ultimately change the ultimate disposition of everything. You know, if the surviving spouse gets remarried, and uh, the surviving spouse could, not that they would, but could leave the entire estate to their new spouse. And so uh, some couples, they want some protections in place for the children so that after the first spouse dies, maybe the surviving spouse can only redirect the surviving spouse's portion of the estate. Maybe the surviving spouse is half, but they're not able to redirect the deceased spouse's portions. So we gotta gotta have an in-depth discussion and gotta ask some questions, gotta get some feedback about how they how that married couple wants to leave things to each other. 
Other generic questions that often come up in the conversation, do you have any concerns about making your children's inheritance divorce proof? And there's a whole you know, discussion there that could be had. And some people say, well, you know, our, our kids seem to be happily married, but you never know. Or they may just come out and say, you know, heck, my son, our son's been uh, married and divorced, you know, six times, uh, and he's now married to a floozy. So we definitely want to protect it. And some people say, no, nope, you know, we like our in-laws more than we like our children. So let's just leave it to our children and, you know, that's okay. So all that, all those are discussions. And then there's, there should be other discussions about if during your lifetime you become incapacitated, who do you want making your decisions? Who do you want dealing with your financial decisions. Maybe you have an IRA in your name. Maybe you have a vehicle in your name and you're not capable of dealing with that. You've lost the capacity to understand what you're doing. Maybe you got Alzheimer's or dementia or who knows what. So who do you want doing that? Because if you don't have that, those protections in place, it's a real nightmare. Uh, court proceedings worse than probate. So obviously most people, married people, want their spouse first, but we always have each spouse name a backup to their spouse um, in the event that their spouse is unable, death, whatever, uh, disability, unable to make decisions for them. And there's, there's financial decisions, there's medical decisions, the medical decisions, you know, if you're in a surgery and the doctors need to talk to somebody, who do you want being able to make all your treatment decisions? Or if somebody has to, you know, request your medical records, who do you want being able to do that? Again, typically spouse first and either an adult child or children as the backups. There's a whole discussion there. And um, then there's typically should be a discussion about um, how you want to leave all of these bequests. Uh, should be some type of discussion about would you prefer to make these bequests through your last will and testament and leave everything in your name, which leaving bequests through your last will and testament will require that when you pass away, assets will be frozen and your survivors will come to attorneys and will go through a court process because it's been determined for many, 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 many decades ago that our court system is in charge of um, governing the transfer of assets that are in your name when you pass away, whether you have a will or not. Or would you prefer to set things up in advance with your revocable living trust so that your survivors won't have to go through any court or attorney involvement when you pass away? So that's a discussion or a question that you could expect to be asked. So those, those are just some of the basics. There's some things in this podcast that I'm not addressing but um, are applicable to the right people who want it applicable to them. So things like Medicaid planning, and I'm being over general, I'm, I'm over generalizing this, but the, the middle class in America, many of them are worried that if they go to a nursing home, they're going to have to lose their life savings and ultimately their home if they go into a nursing home. So a big part of estate planning these days is that kind of putting those kinds of protections in place. What I didn't address on this podcast was complex estate tax planning. 
Currently, at the time of the podcast, the estate tax exemption is $11.4 million for really for married couples, double that $22.8 million. It's just not an issue we have to address with 99% of the people that we deal with. So I didn't bring it up on this podcast. Occasionally, someone wants to include some charitable bequest planning. They want to figure out the most advantageous way out of their estate to provide for certain things for their for their favorite charity or perhaps their ch- uh, their church or their school. So that was not part of just this very generic what questions you should be asked discussion because that doesn't come up every time. And then oftentimes, um, not every time, does, does a discussion come up about the creation of entities for I want to make sure I'm protected if I ever get sued. For example, I own rental property and I have these tenants and I don't want them to sue me and wipe me out. So how can I make sure I'm protected from that? Another kind of um, just particular discussion. Um, I see it a lot with people who own rental property. Um, see it sometimes with people who own businesses. So uh, just another kind of particular discussion. So bottom line is... What I don't want to hear you say one day is, um, we went to a lawyer, the, we didn't really understand anything the lawyer said, we just signed the papers that he put in front of us. So that should never happen. Um, and when you do talk with an attorney, you should be doing most of the talking, the attorney should be doing most of the listening, and his questions that he asks should be based on your response to the previous important question that he asked you. So all those things are important, and this is just so, so critical that it it be done right. Uh, You've worked however many years, however many decades, saving, building, raising your family. Um, It's probably the most important thing you've ever done with your life, and now it's time to make sure that that legacy is, is done correctly. So This should give you some guidance on what to expect. Um, Don't hesitate if you don't get the right feeling to to seek out the services of someone else, perhaps. So, uh, but because you gotta gotta get it right. So anyway, I'm Paul Rabelais. I'm an estate planning attorney. I hope this helps you understand what questions you should be asked in that important conversation with your estate planning attorney that you'll have. Now go out there and make it happen. Have a great day.